Um, what tea you been drinking lately? Um, I've still been doing my um, my jasmine tea. I, there's not a lot of tea around here that's easy for me to. I I'm going to Kroger and buying like their stuff. Um, unfortunately, so during the spring, we get ants rush into our kitchen. Oh yeah, that's fun. Um, you want it, that ant tea? Yeah. the The problem <laughs> is, so I got you know my cast iron teapot, and uh, you know I I dry it off every night. Um, but I, I leave my leaves out in the little basket yeah. to reuse. You know, I use them three times, give or take. Um, I can't do that right now. I haven't seen an ant in the tea, but, you know, I've been really uh, pouring through those leaves and just dumping them out. So I'm yeah. going through tea quicker. What about you? Um, you still on the, the dragon pearl tea? Um, no, I did, uh, I did that bamboo poo air that I have yeah. today. Um, I'm starting to run like thin on tea because the, the tea service I'm subscribed to either my package got lost in the mail this month or they just didn't send it to me. Um, and I haven't heard back from them, but I emailed them, but, uh, I'm, I'm hoping to resolve that or at least get, uh, oh, you know, we'll have the, the April set soon enough. Um, but yeah, I've just been kind of like bouncing back and forth between, uh, Sencha and mm-hmm. uh, the those black dragon pearls and the poo, that the bamboo puer and then like the giant like like aged white style like puer cake that I got for Christmas from them. Um, okay. Oh, and I I uh, God um, I forgot what I went out to do, uh, but I I went out to do something important. Uh, on my normal errand, so I was like, "All right, well, I'm I'm out here." Oh, was, I, I went, the last time I went to the dentist, I was like, "All right, cool, I'm out here anyways." This is normally the day that I go out to do groceries, uh, which is, uh, you know, normally when the Japanese import shop is closed for the week. Um, so I was like, "Oh, they're finally open." I think I saw them post that they had uh, they had they had gotten in the the rare tea that I really like. Mm-hmm. So I hopped over there to get that. So I do have a bag of of kukicha stems again, which is just Ooh. God, that tea is so delicious. Yeah, and I, and it's like it's technically like a garbage tea. Like it's the part of the that's the part of the tea plant that like people don't really like drink all that often. And like if you want a high quality Japanese green tea, you want like no stems in it at all. Um, but you know nobody drinks it here or if they if somebody does sell it in the states uh they they like lean too heavily into the whole thing of it being nicknamed twig tea and it's like actual like like the branches of of the tea bush which Ooh. like that's not what you want that's no. bad no no um no. yeah or it's like hojicha which is um actually really easy to get in the states uh which is the the green tea stems um roasted uh, over charcoal, which like gets rid of most of the remaining caffeine in them because they're lower in caffeine than the leaves are to begin with, uh, and then roasting them takes even more of the caffeine out. So it's like a it's like a common like nighttime tea or like tea for like children and the elderly or whatever. Um, and I do have some of that, and that's good. But uh, you know, I want that delicate, grassy, buttery flavor of kukicha. Hey, uh, I've I've been looking around for my my favorite tea. Uh, I've talked about. I just ran out of it. Uh, the ice wine. Yeah. I'm still hunting for it, and I keep seeing all these. Um, I'm a sucker for a nice, like, simple vanilla tea, and I just keep seeing a nice black tea okay. with vanilla. And I'm I'm trying not to buy it. <laughs> I'm trying to <laughs> find what I'm looking for. But it, if not, I'm just going to pull the trigger this week and grab grab just nice um, like dessert tea. Have you ever had Harney and Sons Paris tea? I have not. It's it's like um when I worked at the restaurant that was that became like our our go to seasonal like fall iced tea, 
Um, but it's like that's one of their their big like um uh, uh main kind of like things that they they like ship out to like restaurants and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's it's kind of like uh, they pitch it as an alternative to Earl Grey, and it's basically it's a black tea with vanilla, and um it's got like a small amount of like crushed up caramel in it. Uh, okay. And it's just like it's it's great hot, it's great cold, it's just like a it's it has that kind of like richness that like uh, Earl Grey and like English style black teas have, but like is so smooth and like not citrus forward at all. It's it's good. Uh, I, I that's one of the few things I miss about that job. <laughs> um, the the uh, the coffee shop I worked at where I, you know I got a lot of my tea. They had a really nice uh, um, vanilla uh, robust tea. And like, mm-hmm. I love that. What I would do is I would um, steep it really strong and then uh, ice it. And I, I would turn it into like a um, a dessert. I would uh, blend it in with, uh, you know, stuff to make a, you know, a vanilla tea wrap or like a bunch of stuff. But I would just have a super strong, like sweet vanilla tea all day. And okay. I, I miss that. Um, and now that it's getting hot out, you know, 60 degrees hot. I'm looking forward oh, to uh, getting some iced uh, tea. Did, did I ever tell you about uh, the the iced tea that I was having this this past summer that I was getting from that I I got a it, it was just like fucking blew my like mind and not in a good way. Uh, it was uh, when I was still doing tea runners um, mm-hmm. and like during in the middle of the summer they they sent a pack uh, or like all the all the stuff they sent out was like at least two, if not more of the teas would be really, really good for iced tea. And like one of them was like an Imperial grade, like Chinese black tea that was specifically good for iced tea. And like they had, um, uh, they had like a, a, they included like, if you're going to brew it for iced tea, here's how you do it. Um, and basically like, you know, uh, 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 use this amount of leaves, brew it with this amount of water, brew it for this amount of time. And then, um, you know, pour it off into, into a bottle and then, and then chill it and then serve it over ice. Uh, and you know, it was like the, the recipe was like to make like a pint or third, either 16 or 32 ounces at a, at a time or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was so such a like overly strong tea because like I would try and drink because like the amount of leaves that it was using was only like a tiny bit more than I, I was regularly drinking, like doing like, gong fu style during the mm-hmm. day. Uh, so I was like, all right, cool. I'll just drink all this. But it was just like so like super extracted with a tea that was made to like have like practically no like tannin bitterness if you over extracted it that like I was drinking like probably like three or four times the caffeine I was used to. And I would <laughs> uh, it took me doing that like two or three times to realize, oh, wow, I need to drink this over like two or three days because this is like, uh, you know, I would like start drinking it at like, you know, nine or 10 in the morning. And by noon, my heart was fucking beating out of my chest and I'd have to like get off a a work Zoom call and like lie down for a while to calm down. It was, uh, it was awful. (laughs) Um, But did it taste good? Yeah, it tasted really good. It was like, um, uh, I need the important part. Yeah, uh, I that's that's when I was still tea journaling, so I definitely have the name of it written down. Um, do you want me to go grab it real quick to look up the name? No, we don't need to do that. Uh, <laughs> we we do need to actually record a podcast. Oh yeah, we yeah that is <laughs> that is what we do here is we record podcasts. Uh, <laughs> Meanwhile, at the time bureau. Here's Boom, 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 boom,
Yeah, hi. Uh, I'm Mitch. I use he, him pronouns. Uh, welcome to Pod of Time Shifters. Yeah, uh, I'm Colin. I use they, them pronouns. And this is this is definitely a podcast that we should know how to make at this point. <laughs> it's been th- it's been 30 episodes. Yeah, this is our 30th episode. You'd think we would know how to do this. Um, uh, yeah. um, we're doing episode 30, obviously. Uh, Snug yeah. as a bug. Snug as a bug. Uh, which, which is a pretty good episode. Um, <laughs> you know, we've had some stinkers here and there. This one's pretty fun. Um, not necessarily anything snug, but, you know, yeah. you got to go with the rhyme. I get it. Like, yeah, yeah. At the show, we appreciate the jokes, the, the yeah. puns, the wordplay. Yeah. Um, but anyways, meanwhile, at the Time Bureau. Um, uh, <laughs> meanwhile, doc- at the Time Bureau. We got to yeah. say it. Contractually <laughs> obligated. Uh, yeah. Uh, Dr. Goodman is once again hitting on Miss Gray. We hate to see it. We don't like, we don't like this. Uh, fucking the Bernie bros. Am I right? Uh, I was so worried. She gave in. She gave in. (laughs) Well, she, so she get she gives in to going to lunch with him explicitly under the circumstances that he will stop asking her out on dates, which is her also kind of like sneaking in there that going to lunch with him isn't a date. It's just lunch. So like, you know, yeah, she's smart. You know, this how it is, is why she's in charge of the time bureau. Like <laughs> lunch is a gateway to dinner, which is a gateway to drinks. <laughs> we know how it works. Listen, I, uh, Dr. Goodman is an idiot. Um, he could not pull a plan off like that in his life. Uh, Miss, Miss Gray is fine. She's doing no, what she no, needs to do. <laughs> absolutely. Um, uh, but, uh, just as he's about to confirm where they're going to go for lunch, uh, she gets, she gets a message and clicks the TV off, uh, and comes back. It turns out, uh, there's an emergency. Uh, she's located the time shifter Bugsy in late 19th century France. And uh, you know what? The whole gang is already here and ready to go, and they're ready to get get on that dolphin cycle and travel through time. <laughs> I I love the recurring bit that the kids don't understand that he's trying to date Miss Gray. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like they just don't understand. This is, I mean, it's like they're and and like we've been over this before. Like you know, they're very clearly like preteen, like young teen, like adolescent characters. They should know what like. They should know what dating is. Like, it's not like these are a bunch yeah. of 10-year-olds or something. And in, <laughs> in other shows, kids these age are, like, already in the middle of a tournament arc or, like, fighting for their lives. Like, yeah. they should know what a date is. Yeah, like, episode 30 of Naruto. Like, I, I can't remember off the top of my head what's going on, but it's probably people making kissy faces at each other and then killing ninjas during the yeah. tune and exam arc or something. At least several people <laughs> probably died. Yeah. <laughs> no, for a fact, at least two by by episode thirty. Uh, um, but yeah, we are we we go through the time portal. We go through the the big wobbly uh, purple tube that we all love to see every episode. Um, and uh, we are greeted by some wonderful accordion music in eighteen ninety eight French countryside. Uh, idyllic. You love to see it. You yeah. I always love France in these shows, and yeah, I. The French accent that they always do, and these like <laughs> early two thousands, late nineties cartoons, yeah, Mwah. I can't it's, stop loving it. 
I, I will say it'd probably be a little bit more accurate if, uh, you know, because th- this isn't the we aren't lucky enough to have one of the Canadian uh, localization teams. This is, you know, uh, 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 as we as we pointed out many times that a lot of these people share Digimon voice actors. Uh, very clearly, the show is being done in Texas. Uh, so that's just what we have to deal with. Too far away from France. Uh, maybe Louisiana. Who knows? Uh, sorry, not sorry. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, Mitch, uh, Terry shows us what our time shifter for this week is, and it's Bugsy, and, um, you know what I have to say? Worm? Oh, worm? (laughs) It's just that worm toy that we see on Twitter all the time. Yeah. It is just that, uh, that old glowworm toy from back in the day with a magnifying glass. It is, um, you know, this show, obviously, we, again, we say it all the time, the Digimon connection. Yeah. This is just cat, um... Uh, Wormmon, but with yeah. the magnifying glass. Yeah, a worm. Uh, yeah, he's and weirdly enough, his his spyglass can turn anyone or anything into an insect. I don't know how that works, now, but uh. see, here's here's my issue with this. Um, I I know I I like to get technically these things. They say it's the magnifying glass, but Bugsy has to look through the magnifying glass. So yeah, and then later on in the episode, spoilers. Uh, <laughs> Bugsy shoots uh, beams out of their eyes in their transformed form. So, oh, that's not what happens in the uh, in the dub. Let me tell you. <laughs> so, do you think that um, shooting like the beam comes out of Bugsy's eye and gets magnified? Yeah, by the I mean, because he, he he's in his little worm form. It's not powerful enough. It's got to be concentrated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I um, wanted to make sure we're on the same page there. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we do get some we get some backstory with Sarah. Sarah is freaked out by bugs, um, which is a weird thing that's never come up to until this point. But uh, you think it would yeah. have, but yeah. whatever. Um, Pretty common bugs be- are. Better better show would have seeded at least one or two episodes about Sarah being freaked out by bugs before like really learning the backstory for it. But here we are. Um, it's a kids show. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we Can't find out. Dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We find out when when she and Tony were little, it's because Tony said, hey, I've got a surprise for you. Close your eyes. And then dropped a whole ass fuzzy caterpillar (laughs) into her hands. He builds it up too so much. Um, This boy is awful. (laughs) (laughs) Sarah deserves a better brother. Yeah. Absolutely. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. And through the rest of the episode, laughs at her trauma. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, Get along, you know does by by get along's very nature offer to help her get over her fear and just erase it from her entire mind which is kind of terrifying when you really think about it um but she doesn't want to get rid of it it's a core part of her persona she doesn't want to be friends with bugs because bugs are nasty and disgusting um which is not true uh but it, it is in sarah's world uh, but then we're interrupted by some French boys who run by, uh, and in normal American accent say they're fleeing a bug monster, which was a little confusing. <laughs> yeah, um, there's only one person who speaks f- with a French accent in this French episode, and yeah. it is it is divine <laughs> how they treat his name. <laughs> oh yeah, well. Um, I, we'll we'll get yeah, to it later. We're getting in the ahead of ourselves. Yeah, uh, but yeah, we do meet. Uh, we we cut over to Bugsy, who was hanging out with an incredibly French wasp. Uh, 
And Tony is freaking out about this because he thinks it's some new form of life. Uh, this this man wasp. Uh, Again, <laughs> Tony, who was told Bugsy turns people into bugs. Yeah. Who has seen this at least 30 times, this exact kind of thing happen. Yeah. Who knows that transformations happen where yeah. they go is completely confused by, you know, a bee with a boy face. Yeah, he's he's an idiot. We've said it before. We'll say it again. Uh, Sarah's a mess. Like she's just fucking everywhere. Um, but they, you know, uh, uh, Tony and and in Flint manage to like they get some nets out. They're ready to catch Bugsy. They go at him in the most aggressive manner possible. Um, but uh, Tony only manages to grab the bee in his net, uh, which is when um uh you know Bugsy strikes back, gets his revenge, and turns Tony into a dynastid beetle. Oh man, um, I, you know I don't know if we talked about this a lot of the show. Um, Japan's got a a love for uh, dynastid beetles, horn beetles, stag beetles. Like it's a big thing over there. It's what kind of yeah. started the whole Pokemon craze was uh, the collecting of bugs. Um, yeah. it's it's a big thing over there. It's weird that we don't get it over here in America. Yeah, yeah. It's like I don't know. Like uh, I guess it's not uncommon for like kids in the states to like um you know catch a cricket or a grasshopper and keep it as a pet for a while or like frogs out from the creek or whatever mm-hmm. um but also like i i'm tr- i'm struggling to think of cuz like you know i live in a like a temperate like uh middle part of the country and i still like i don't think that like horned beetles or stag beetles or anything are necessarily like actually native to this area so i don't know if i could go out and catch one if i wanted to maybe if i lived like farther south but who knows yeah around here i see beetles you know at most the size of like you know a knuckle on one of my fingers yeah versus in japan where they can be the size of a dinner plate yeah i mean we get like praying mantises and stuff that size but that's you know or stick bugs (laughs) oh yeah i um you know uh back to the time lad uh so um sarah (laughs) finally gets up the courage to chase after bugsy after her brother gets uh turned into a into a beetle uh and he just immediately turns her into a butterfly which she still thinks is gross (laughs) so she's not grossed out by tony turning into a beetle but she's not freaking out she only starts to freak out when she turns into a butterfly it yeah when you say that you have a uh, phobia of bugs and you freak out around bugs, I need to see that. She kind of hid behind a rock a little bit and then immediately it's gone. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah. Like you got to like scream or like flail or pass out or something for me to believe it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're having a bad time, but they're figuring out what they're going to do next. And this is when uh, the real main character of the show oh. shows up. Uh, Petra is here with Dino Fishman and Might once again, and she has a can of Raid. Uh, <laughs> she's prepared she is the best character in the show she comes prepared she goes oh there's a bug monster i'm getting bug spray she fucking shows up and she just murders bugsy on site she shows up she sprays the bug spray and he's just fucking dead Uh we stand a queen and she is right (laughs) oh man and uh yeah she immediately stamps his dead body to bring him back to life i guess uh 
And uh, this is when uh, Bugsy's bee friend comes to his defense. Uh, but uh, she just pulls out, also still prepared, has a fly swatter, and knocks him into, I guess, uh, you know, French Switzerland or something, because he just flies <laughs> off into the stratosphere. <laughs> so um, I had to go back and watch this part a few times. Um, he's like, how do you plan on stopping me? And she's like, like this, bug bye. <laughs> Instead of bye bye, she says bug bye. <laughs> the show rules. Uh <laughs> <laughs> you don't get this anywhere else this level of writing yeah 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 uh uh so petra then turns uh with you know with bugsy under control turns bugsy in his evil form uh onto flint to turn him into a bug uh but that's when again uh super ninja jumps off of her lapel uh and interrupts it because he has to be the one to defeat flint nobody yeah. else can no yeah <laughs> yeah um i i can't wait till we get rid of this guy um First of all, he's always on her boob. And, like, we try not to sexualize Petra on the show, which, you know. It's very hard. (laughs) It's very hard. Uh, (laughs) But, like, dude, you could be in her hair. Yeah. Or something. I don't know. Or, like, a ring would be cool. Um, A necklace. A necklace is still kind of pervy, but, you know, at least. Yeah. You're not on on the boob. Um, Yeah. And, yeah, the the whole Flint. (laughs) obsession just causes more problems for petra than it should yeah um she needs to get better lackeys one day i hope she gets it (laughs) don't insult dino fishman and might like that they're perfect boys we love them but they're also (laughs) not great lackeys oh man um we do uh again back to back with the fuck boys though uh uh, you know, uh, we we also get Murloc Holmes immediately inserted into the situation. Uh, he's here. He's hanging out in a tree with Bendy um, and is mostly just concerned that Sarah has been turned into a bug because he is obsessed with her and we don't necessarily like it. But no, I am obsessed with Murloc Holmes's hair. I can't not look at it. I, I have to stand. Uh- <laughs> yeah, I, you know, oh, we, we do like Murloc. I like Murloc is fun. It's just I, I wish he got, you know, over Sarah. I can't wait. I can't wait yeah. for him to see Bindi as his love. Yeah. Here's the thing. He's half merman, half vampire, half detective. And he's just, he's beautiful. He's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> you can't have that many halves without being a whole lot of love. I get it. Yeah. Um. So he comes in to intervene. Uh, but this is when um, immediately Super Ninja just baseball bats Flint and Murloc. Uh and uh, they just they fly off into the sunset. Uh, she's at a million miles per hour, um, leaving uh, Tony and Sarah to have to dodge the the nets of might and Dino. Uh, and but you know, unluckily they they escape. But Terry and Getalong get nabbed, uh, which ain't good. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I again, I I know they're children, and now they're bugs. But you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. I felt they could have tried. As opposed to just stand there saying, oh, no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of tried, uh, Flint and Rocky and Murloc are flying through the sky. Uh, Flint wakes up uh, and is confused about why Murloc and Rocky are upside down. And they're just, you know, they're just soaring. <laughs> they're just going. Uh, <laughs> it's a good base. Like, why is he flying and upside down? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, Murloc, uh, as he begins to wake up, finally starts to fall. Uh, so, uh, Flint grabs, grabs his dad, grabs dad Tan and, uh, dives after him. 
to try and grab Murloc and break his fall. Uh, we get funny Looney Tunes hole, um, just funny Looney Tunes man shaped hole. We and love they funny Looney Tunes hole. Yeah, uh, and pass out again. Uh, <laughs> See, these boys always pass out. I I gotta think. Well, first of all, they receive a lot of head trauma. But like, are they getting enough sugar in their their diet? Is it is it a diabetic issue? Because they're always passing out. I mean, we don't know what kind of blood Murloc drinks. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's it. He's just drinking diabetic blood. He's drinking that yeah. diet blood, trying to yeah. trying to stay slim, and it's just not good for him. And, you know, uh, Flint is probably like, you know, he doesn't have time to go, you know, hunt his traditional like mammoth or whatever. He's having to just like, you know, grab some some greens and tubers on the go. He's not getting enough iron in his diet. He's probably yeah. just got anemia. You know, his 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 gut flora is based for mostly raw meat. Yeah. Plus, you know, whatever he can you know pick off a tree and he's getting like a lot of processed foods. He just I guess he's having trouble digesting. Yeah, he, his his body hasn't caught up. He should be on the caveman keto diet, and sadly, here we are. Uh, and this is why Miss Gray needs, you know, good means to keep Flint, like, give her to Miss Goodman needs to make sure that Miss Gray gets more attention to Flint, because yes. she's, she's the smart one in the operation. <laughs> she's the caring one. Goodman's got too many hearts in his eyes to... To see his boy keeps passing out. Uh, so, back to the time lab. Uh, the bug kids finally do manage to catch up um, and get everybody woken up. Uh, as kind of like Murloc is waking, he thinks that Sarah is an angel and he's died and gone to heaven. Uh, but is then kind of fully woken from like his his uh, uh, haze because he hears the hears a buzzing sneaking up on it on them and uh, whips out his cane at uh the offender uh only to find that it's um it's the 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 bee wasp frenchman now, now we do give murloc a lot of shit <laughs> but he says his love will stay strong no matter what form she takes like yeah he's not a superficial guy he loves sarah for her soul and possibly blood but like yeah <laughs> not her body which, yeah. is, which is good um yeah because she is still a, a teen child of some kind uh, yeah um so we're introduced to this this bug man who's had a lot of speaking lines already without a name. Yeah. Uh, uh, we find out his name is Henri Fabre, uh, who is the famed author of insects of the world. Um, except he won't write that for another 30 years because he's a child. Despite, despite sounding like a 40 year old Frenchman. <laughs> well, you know, time travel. We've been over this you know, Time travel is complicated. Um, <laughs> so my favorite thing about this is his name is Henri and he says it, and everyone else just calls him Henri the entire yeah. time, which <laughs> they don't even try. They, you know, they try, a at least they don't call him Henry. Yeah. What kind of asshole would turn to this boy and call him Henry? Henry. Yeah. It's not even his name. It's, on, it's Henri. Uh, we should have had know, Sam on for this episode is what we should have done. Really. <laughs> we should have. Yeah. We, well, I mean, you know, uh, Sam really wanted to come on for Nightcap uh because of the whole hans christian anderson thing so like yeah yeah what are you gonna do uh it, it was He's, sam's favorite episode growing up uh we looked forward to it this entire time based on how much he hyped it up and you know what it didn't disappoint yeah but had we known had we known we had the the henry bit here yeah uh Oh, man, but yeah, back to the time lab. Uh, so we get uh, Henri's backstory. 
um, he was letting ants like play with his food so that he like eat a loaf of bread that he was he should have been eating so that he could investigate the bugs. And his dad yelled at him for it, so he ran away. I'm sorry. And, who did who did his dad yell at? Uh, his dad yelled at Henri. No, his dad yelled at Henry. <laughs> Straight up calls him Henry. God. <laughs> Um, but Henri <laughs> escapes out into the woods where he meets Bugsy, just kind of like politely and carefully following a trail of ants. And so uh, they have a heart to heart. Bugsy turns Henri into a bee so that he can fully appreciate the bug's life, TM. Um, no, and, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. So Bugsy and Henri, they meet eyes. And at that moment, they understood everything. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I, the kindred souls. So good. And then, yeah, hey, I'm a bug. You want to be a bug? Now we're bugs together. And then, you know, we get a nice little montage of them bugging out. It's great. Yeah. Worm? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, they, like we get some, like, he talks about how, like, Bugsy was able to help him, like, understand so much stuff about the insect world. And we get, like, all these cool shots of, like, beehives and, like, uh, like pollinating bugs and, like, beetles in the grass and all this stuff. It's it's great. It's honestly, like, a good little fun sequence. Uh, yeah, and, I mean, this is old-timey France. Like, bugs just got invented. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> new yeah, bugs just fam- dropped. <laughs> famously, uh, bugs were, were did not exist in France until after the, um, uh, uh, it was it was a part of the uh, the revolution. The French Revolution is the, the peasants, they craved bugs. It just it's they they had to pollinate all of their crops by hand, uh, and Marie Antoinette just did not understand their 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 plight and did would refused refused to have bugs in France. Well known fact. Uh, I think that's what the big wars were about. Yeah, I mean the War of the Roses was because they couldn't pollinate roses, right? Yeah, yeah, because they didn't have well, them buggies. Well, like, and that's why they had to stop Napoleon because Napoleon was going to go to England. He had already gone to Russia and Germany and taken all of their bugs, and he was going to go to England next. And so that's why they they had to defeat him at Waterloo. <laughs> so, anyways, back to the time lap. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, Sarah starts to we start to get a little bit of the Sarah like face turn because uh, she's like she understands the situation that uh. Uh, Henri was going through and how like misunderstood he felt and just as we were about to maybe get a little character from her uh, growth from her that's when Super Ninja Petra and everybody shows up out of the woods uh, they've got uh, uh, Terry and, and get along trapped in a cage uh, they're they're menacing everybody threateningly and are, are ready to battle <laughs> yeah um, I I love this show's action sequences like I'm I've been waiting to see how a big bug fight's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, well, Petra does turn Bugsy into his Petra form, which is a terrifying Yu-Gi-Oh! Death Mantis. <laughs> it's so good. It's got a skull face. It's got yeah. big bug eyes. It's got antenna with additional wiggly bug eyes. Yeah. It's, then, it's got actual sides for arms. <laughs> I then like a bug body. Like they, they, yeah. they stopped designing underneath the armpit, but like it's still yeah. good. <laughs> Uh, so he comes through the attack, uh, Murloc manages to block the huge scythe arm once, uh, but this is when, uh, at least in the dub, they call it Bugsy's bad breath, uh, where he shoots a ray out of his face that turns, uh, <laughs> turns Murloc into a mosquito, which is a very good goof, uh. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it clearly comes out of his eyes, right? But, um, Murloc 
turns into a mosquito because the rich really are parasites. Yeah. But <laughs> obviously, dumb old Tony just thinks he's a grasshopper. Because apparently, yeah. Tony doesn't know bugs either. We've been, yeah, Tony's just a fucking idiot. He wouldn't know his ass from a cucumber. Uh, <laughs> One of these days, we're going to sit down. You and I are going to have a podcast about an anime where the main character just isn't a shitty idiot. A I don't think idiot. that'll ever happen. Uh, <laughs> I can dream. I mean, the thing that we keep hinting at that we might do after, you know, uh, we, we run out of episodes of Flint Time Detective is Gundam. And I can tell you, uh, there is not a single intelligent protagonist in Gundam. <laughs> yeah, but like, I do love some Gundam, you know? <laughs> like, there's there's just a lot of rich nuance to Gundam that I'm just loving. So yeah. I, I think we owe it to ourselves to enrich ourselves by watching Gundam. Uh, maybe we'll cross that bridge when we come there, to it. There's a lot, of, a lot of subtlety to Gundam I don't think a lot of people get about war, you know? So anyways, back to the time lab. Uh... All right, all right. Yeah, we'll get back on topic. Stop um... talking about Gundam again. <laughs> Uh, so Petrick commands Bugsy to turn Flint into a stag beetle this time, uh, uh, just to, you know, keep the, she thinks, thinks Flint will be cute that way. Uh, and, uh, you know, the Not boys wrong. manage, yeah, and, and he does, uh, the boys manage to catch, um, Flint and Murloc in nets afterwards. Uh, it, I think the fun thing about, cause like Tony as a dynastid beetle is still kind of like theoretically anatomically correct. Cause like the horn is coming out of the top of his head, but like. Mm-hmm flint as a stag beetle it's just a stag beetle and then or just a beetle form and then flint's head and then out of the top of flint's head are just two giant uh, pinchers (laughs) that's how i'd wear a big beetle costume (laughs) but um i I wish they were coming out of his mouth (laughs) yeah but then he can't talk and that's the best part of the show that's true um we do get um we do get our two favorite boys saying, this is the first time we captured Flint. Can we put him in a cage and keep him, please? Yeah. They want pets. And they need enrichment. <laughs> they were, like, this is the first time they succeeded catching Flint. And, like, celebrate it. Yeah. I'm happy for him. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, Sarah finally realizes where they can get help and uh, drags Tony and Murloc off with her, leaving Flint and, uh, or not Murloc, um, uh, uh, Henri, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, leaving Flint and Murloc just trapped in the net, which is when um, Murloc has the bright idea that Flint can use those jowls of his to, to cut through the, the net, no problem. And he does. Um, and then, you know, they both escape. Murloc starts to fly around and... Uh, just suck blood out of out of Dino Fishman and Might to give them little welts all over their bodies, um, and that's when uh, uh, Petra whips out the bug spray again, and uh, Flint knocks it away with his head, um, and and starts to get up in her in her face, and that's when she fucking axe kicks him. <laughs> just she's, she's got legs and she knows how to use them. We say this all yeah. the time. <laughs> like you know, we're talking. Full 180 degrees, hips completely apart, le- one leg straight down, one leg straight up. They do respectively have her turn away so we don't see up her very short ma- uh, mini dress. But, you know, we get a sick fucking axe kick. <laughs> yeah. She's like touching her nose with her foot. Yeah. And Flinch, I mean, he's a hardy boy. Yeah. But like, he should be dead. <laughs> he is just a little bug. Yeah, um, 
uh, and then I guess uh, Bugsy's uh, moving in for the kill again, but uh, Super Ninja once again interrupts him uh, because he has to be the one to kill Flint. Um, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Rocky, which we always forget Rocky can, in fact, move on his own <laughs> by his own volition, uh, also charges in, but gets just immediately swatted and knocked away. Um, and this is when Sarah finally returns with the, her reinforcements, the Butterfly Brigade. Yeah, because, you know. Why not attack people with butterflies who are known to be super dangerous? Well, that's the thing. The butterflies aren't really attacking. They're just kind of, they're flooding around everybody and blocking everybody's vision. Yeah. Um, which is a good defensive screen, um, to, which to is Sarah, perfect. Yeah. To Sarah's credit, she was a, terrified of all bugs, including butterflies, like yeah. 10 minutes ago. I guess any bug <laughs> is scary if you're scared of bugs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the, the, the nice one-two punch, she does the defensive screen. And then Henry comes in with an army of bees that begin to sting and chase away Petra. Okay. I'm sorry. How morbid is it? Because obviously, you know, Andre is not going to, like, sting and die. But, like, he is leading all these bees to their deaths. Yeah. <laughs> this that is, is kind of morbid. <laughs> Countless of his new bug friends. Just, yeah, and it, very clearly he can communicate with more than just. I mean, obviously bees communicate with a hip waggle, and that's fun. But like, clearly he can talk to them. <laughs> uh, the, you I, know, uh, they're just they're on board. Uh, they, it's it's because um, French bees uh, uh, aren't allowed to have queens, and really they'll they'll yeah. listen to anybody who steps <laughs> up and takes, takes charge. Uh, <laughs> um. <laughs> So Terry frees himself, and he also runs off to get more help. Um, and this is when Super Ninja realizes that he can spin his staff to create a tornado, uh, and he finally does that, and it basically blows all of the uh, the bees and butterflies away. And uh, you know, Petra's like, "Why the fuck didn't you do that earlier?" <laughs> Good point. He's not yeah. he's not a team player. We say this all the time. Like all he, he does, does is have- care about Flint, and he doesn't help anyone else. Yeah, he has the emotional maturity of a five-year-old boy. Uh, <laughs> at, at least, at least an eight-year-old boy. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, this is where uh, uh, Terry comes back with the dolphin mobile, and it uh, it poops out uh, our good rosebud friend mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. for for you know Rocky to shoot a transformation ray out, uh, so that Leafy can turn into Leaf uh, Leafy Master. Um, is you know love him cute design love to it, see it uh it's been a while since we've seen this digimon uh digimon yeah. ass flower but like yeah always a good time yeah uh he shoots a bunch of pollen everywhere which kind of like at first makes everybody kind of docile because it's like oh it's such a sweet calming scent of of flowers but then they're all immediately hit with hay fever um you know, uh, Dino Fishman and uh, uh, and and Might are like you know just like snuffly and stuffed up, and Petra won't give them any any tissues, and she's just constantly blowing their nose, and uh, <laughs> fucking Super Ninja suddenly has like a a Boston or a Brooklyn accent out of nowhere. Yeah, uh, I don't know what's going on with that. <laughs> um, hey, Colin. Yeah, this is a good bit. Giving them all it allergies is. to pollen. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, it's I, a good I bit. too, hate pollen season, and it does make me absolutely unable to capture a small caveman boy and his friends. <laughs> <laughs> Which I know is a reoccurring problem in your life. Yeah. 
Well, um, ever since I no longer work at a place that is surrounded by trees that I'm allergic to, I actually haven't had any sinus issues this year. So, I mean, you know, that's good. Uh, Don't piss off Leafy Master. Yeah. Uh, so, all, all that's left is Bugsy facing off um, with uh, with Flint and Rocky uh, and Henry. And Henry is pleading mm-hmm. with Bugsy to stop. Uh, but, you know, Bugsy doesn't listen. He's overcome by the Petra mark and nearly kills everybody. Um, uh, and they they realize it's from his compound vision, both his big bug eyes and the bug eyes on his stalks as well, uh, that just makes it uh, impossible for him to sneak up on. Uh, which is when Sarah and Tony have the idea of, the, hey, we can do something to help. And they go in to kind of like get the attention of the antennae and basically like fly around him until the uh, antennae like twist and tangle themselves up around each other and so he can no longer uh he's he's got i guess a slightly uh less field of vision i don't think so i think it's pretty much the same but whatever mm-hmm. yeah well it, it, a lot of the show is based on belief if yeah. they believe the bug monster can't see him it's probably gonna work yeah that's how time travel works you believe you can travel back in time and you travel back in time it's fine yeah um, and then we get everyone's favorite moment in every episode battle, and that's uh, Flint wielding Rocky. It's mm-hmm, very fun mm-hmm. to just see him like use his little stag beetle chompers to just hold the very tip on the bottom of of, of Rocky, and uh, you know he yells out Flint attack and knocks Bugsy out. And there we go. It's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, dude, he rocks. <laughs> he ro- dude, he rocks. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, just, you, you, yeah. You know Rocky did most of the work there. But like yeah. he loves his son. He wants his son yeah. to be involved. It's <laughs> it's one of the best relationships in the show. Listen, this is why he, we say he's a good dad. This is why we say dude he rocks. Because he rocks. also because he is a rock, but also he does dude yeah, he yeah, rocks yeah. like And his name is Rock. But like yeah. also <laughs> it's a multi-layer joke. There's a lot of strata here. Yeah. <sighs> Anyways, uh, back to the time you're out. Yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, Henry gets down to whisper some sweet nothings into Bugsy's ear. Um, and this does finally manage to remove the Petra stamp. Uh, and Bugsy transforms back into normal. And also all the kids transform back into normal, too. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. Everybody's right. happy. Uh, Petra just decides to cut it and run. And uh, we see her ship take off and, and warp back into into the time stream in the background. Um Murloc is still kind of creeped out from being a bug. He's still mm-hmm, kind of feeling mm-hmm. disgusting. Um, he did and drink he, a lot of blood today. He did. Which he is, which is yeah. fine, but, like, also, you know, so he's a little more do choosy. You, do you think when he transforms, because, like, the, the blood was really big when he drank it for him. And do you think when he transforms back into a vampire merman detective, do you think that, like, the blood also keeps the same relative, like, relative size? So now he has, like, you know, almost, like donut bite sized blood cells in his tummy maybe that's what's making him feel weird <laughs> yeah uh he might be bloated i i yeah. think maybe um you know like when you eat a big meal and like you get a little gassy and burp and then all of a sudden like your stomach shrinks half the size or something yeah i think yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. happened he felt overfull and now he's hungry again and that's yeah also he was a bug <laughs> yeah and um, an insulting one too <laughs> yeah uh but Bendy's there, and she offers to give him a kiss to make him feel better. Mm-hmm. But he he kind of like just nonchalantly says, "Ah, no, why would I want that?" And so she pu- pushes him out of the tree like he deserves. Um, and he falls to his death and dies. Uh, never falling speak, out of trees is a again. good gift, uh, good goof. I love it every yeah. time. <laughs> oh man, uh, and <sighs> uh, yeah, 
Uh, Omni says that he's going to return home and work things out with his dad, uh, but make sure that he will always have a love for Bugs and, and have Bugs as a part of his life. So that's good. It mm-hmm. did not disrupt the time stream. Yet again, everything, you know, works itself out. Um, and Sarah's been cured of her fear of Bugs by being a bug, uh, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it worked for Kafka, right? Yeah. <laughs> he was no longer afraid of big beetles. Yeah. Um... And now we get, uh, Mitch, we get our favorite segment of, of every episode. Uh, yeah. Old Timer shows up, who I guess, you know, is just watching this episode in his mm-hmm. little pink room, uh, and tells us that Henri will go on to be a pioneer of entomology, um, thanks to Buggy showing him, or Bugsy showing him to be uh, be himself and follow his dreams. Um, he's, what a yeah. good moral to the story. I, uh, I, I love that we got a narrator that, uh, like, really focuses on the moral of the story. Like, at, yeah. I, I could not imagine a show without like summarizing the episode and then also telling you what you should have learned directly yeah. so you can learn it. Yeah. Um, if only, I, I think the only thing would be better is like if, if old timer interacted with like Tony more. So maybe Tony could actually learn some le- lessons, but I, uh, you know, you know what? Old timers too wise to know that's, that's not going to work. That's Tony's true. a lost it, cause. Yeah. He's a lost cause. Um, it didn't work for Dr. Goodman. It's not going to work for Tony. It's going to work for Flint. That's it. No one else yeah. listens. Yeah. And uh, so actually, meanwhile, at the time, Euro, uh, mm-hmm. you know, everyone's kind of like, uh, you know, remarking on on the adventure. Uh, Dr. Goodman talks about how he wishes he could have experienced being a bug and how, how cool that must have been. So Bugsy just pops out and says, OK, I will, and turns him into a fly. Um and he flies around and is mad about it because yeah. he knows, you know, he's an adult. He's seen an R-rated film. He knows what happens to scientists that get turned into flies. <laughs> See, that's okay. I was just overcome with the fact that he's just uh, Stockman from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But yeah, I guess we could also go with, you know, the fly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as always, um, instead of solving the problem that happens at the very end of the episode, it just ends in a laugh. It's it's a classic trope, and I'm going to stick to it every time. I love it. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, what a good episode. Uh, I can't wait till episode yeah. 31. Like, yeah. <laughs> I love this show. Yeah. You know, it's sometimes it can be a little grating. It is a, it is a children's television mm-hmm. show, but, you know, we do. We have a good time. Uh, yeah. It's all about coming into it with a good attitude and a smile. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Uh, but yeah, I guess, I guess that's it for the episode. Um, mm-hmm. Mitch, where can they find you on the internet? Uh, they can find me funnily enough at uh, big bad beetle boy on Twitter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, it's almost like I planned it out. <laughs> All right. Uh, yes. You, you, we, you made that, uh, that, that, uh, username years ago with the idea that eventually you would one day convince me to make a flip the time detective podcast just for this episode. <laughs> I've been telling you I'm a time traveler. <laughs> it, it all fits. Like This my, does make sense why you have all of these very, you know, uh, weirdly correct theories about the show that you predict. <laughs> <laughs> I travel back in time and give them to myself. Yeah, it yeah. makes sense. Colin, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me at my public account at Pagetish. That's P-A-D-G-E-T-T-I-S-H. Or you can find me at my private account, Pagetesque, if you're cool. Uh, and I agree to let you follow me. Uh, and that is uh, Pagetesque, uh, P-A-D-G-E-T-T-E-S-Q-U-E. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, 
Yeah, if you listen to the show, you already know what the Twitter is. Go check the Twitter out for more stuff, uh, for gifts and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, um, Mitch, uh, tune in next time. Rock on, everybody. And what do we say at the end of every episode? Hoom-daga, 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 Ha ha ha!